In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to navigate hard things, things like a hard conversation with your employee, a partnership that needs to come to an end, negotiating for more money, getting back into the workforce after a long maternity leave, some big scary things maybe that we've been putting off for a while. These are the hard things we're talking about. And today I'm going to give you five super simple, exceedingly easy steps on how to walk through those hard things. Straight from the boardroom to the microphone, I'm April Garcia, and this is Pivot Me, easily applied tools and hacks to get you ahead. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. Helping good people become even better. This is Pivot Me. Before we jump into those hard conversations, let's do a state of affairs. What's going on right now? Let's see. So what's going on in the world of April? A few weeks ago, um, I hired a personal trainer, which was pretty exciting. If you remember, I had a pretty big knee injury a while ago, um, ended up having a knee reconstruction, lots of hilarity though it didn't seem like it at the time, ensued after that because tragedy plus time equals comedy. But now I'm on the other side of it. Now I'm ready to get back to pre-surgical April. Uh, so I hired a personal trainer, super excited to be seeing a trainer, not a physical therapist anymore, though I loved you, Chris. I'm glad to be focusing on getting stronger, not just um, healing. So um, I hired a personal trainer and I'm also going to be doing a fitness competition at the end of this month. Well, let me rephrase it. I'm starting a fitness competition at the end of this month. And now that I say that out loud, I feel like I need to do further clarification. When I say fitness competition, I don't want you to hear bikini competition. (laughs) It's not that kind of competition. I'm not saying never. I'm just saying there's a lot of ground to cover between here and there. So it's a fitness competition. How much my fitness has improved over, I think it's eight or 12 weeks. So that's pretty exciting. That starts at the end of this month. But I do want to share with you a funny story. I sit down with the personal trainer, right? And he, God love him, asked me this benign question. He He's sitting there and um, maybe, maybe someday he'll be listening to it. In fact, maybe he'll be listening to this on Wednesday when I come in. So the fitness manager is sitting there with his pen and he's ready to see if he has anything to write down. And he asked the question, do you have any fitness goals for this year? And you can imagine what went on after that. You can imagine what, uh, what ensued after that. It was like he was writing a book, right? I was just banging him out one thing after another after another. Poor Jordan flips his sheet over and is now writing on the back and tries to wrap it up with and is hiking 50 miles with a 50 pound backpack on. Do you feel like that's just about it? So I finally recognized it was time to close that section. And I said, yeah, that'll that'll do for now. And then um, later I ended up emailing him and the other trainer with um detailed instructions on the fitness entrance exams for for Navy SEALs, because why not? I was like, hey, it's only this many push-ups and pull-ups. What made me laugh, though, is I can, can you imagine these two guys, right? They're two, I don't know, maybe bad at guessing ages, but say early 30s, maybe 30, maybe just 30, maybe 20s, I'm not sure. Two younger guys, and they, they see my name on a piece of paper I'm about to come in, and they're like, oh, all right, I got this. Like, you know, I'm a two. She's coming in. She's going to want, you know, I think I feel like I know what her goals are. Right. And they didn't know what hit the man. I'm just like, and I want to be trained for a 
Navy SEAL entrance exams. That's what I want to do. Like I'm GI Jane up in here. So it was a pretty interesting experience at the local gym. It remains to be seen uh, how the GI Jane test will go, but I officially kick off the competition at the end of this month. So I will keep you guys updated on what ends up happening. I'm April Garcia, the founder of the business consulting firm Maven. I'm an international business advisor, performance coach, serial entrepreneur, traveler, mama, wife, and just about everything in between. I've made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I only advise great executives and ambitious entrepreneurs on growing their business, having the right mindset, and contributing more to their world. Today's episode, we're talking about navigating these hard things. How are we going to do that? Well, first, before we jump into how we're going to do that, let's talk about the why. Why does this matter? Because these hard things, they, they, they can turn into our frogs. Those big, ugly things that we need to eat, we're supposed to eat, and yet we just want to pretend like that frog is not sitting there every morning. If you're not sure what I'm talking about with the frogs, um, go back to episode 17 on why you should eat your ugliest frog first. But these things can turn into our frogs, these hard things that we have to do. We can try to avoid them and they sit and they stew and they don't get any smaller. But not eating our frogs, not handling those hard things, they drain us of our energy, of our power, and they take up a lot of mental real estate. We need to always protect our mental real estate. Mind where your mind goes. You're the coachman. You're the driver of this brain. In fact, let's do this. Let's let's have a little fun with this. So imagine your brain, okay? Imagine that like brain, like you put two fists together and it's about roughly that size, but squishier and slightly different color. Imagine your brain. Okay, stick with me on this. And it's like a horse, the horse of a horse-drawn carriage. Imagine this, like your brain's in the front, there's like a carriage attached to it, and you're the person on top. And maybe, maybe you got a top hat, but you've definitely got a whip. You have definitely got a whip in this uh, in this imagery, right? So your brain's there, you're attached to it, you're sitting on top, you got your top hat, you kind of look like a little planter's peanut guy. And your brain's just trucking along, right? Pulling the coach along, but you're the driver. You don't get that top hat for nothing. You don't get to just sit up there and take in the views. You got to control where that brain goes. Is it time to stop and eat the grass? No, no brain. You don't get to eat the grass because you're also kind of a horse in this in this imagery. Is it time to lay down on the job? Nope, it's not that time either. You're in charge of that because we think an average of it's two, three thousand, two to three thousand thoughts per hour. And many of these thoughts are around things that you can't control, stuff that's already happened, fears you haven't addressed. Imagine if we use those thoughts to visualize the things we can change, if we focused on what we want instead of what we fear. Now we're talking, right? Now we're cooking with gas. All right, so we're in charge of our brain. We're the coachman of our brain. We earned our top hat. Let's get into the steps. Step number one, practice strategic visualization. We are going to practice what's going to happen, and we're even going to practice for what can go wrong. Sometimes when people think of visualization, which I'm a huge fan of, they only picture the end, like crossing that finish line. You're imagining running a marathon, and all you visualize is crossing the finish line, experience sweet victory. But if we only imagine getting that trophy, what happens in between? 
What happens when things go wrong? Because they will. If In that same marathon analogy, what about when you, you run out of your water and there's not an aid station for another mile and a half? Actual preparation, due diligence, this can really help you in handling these hard things. So walk through this hard thing in your mind. Walk through that salary negotiation in your mind. Imagine how you present your case because we don't just ever ask for more money. We got to make a case for it. Imagine that process. Imagine that your boss says, oh, I appreciate your position, but unfortunately, we just can't justify it. We don't have the budget for it. Think about what they're likely to say and prepare your rebuttal. Be prepared. Don't just go, oh, they said no and walk out. No, 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 it's all right. It's all right. We don't expect them to say yes the first time. Oh, no. Sometimes it's the second or the third time or if you're Thomas Edison, the thousandth time. But we've got to prepare for what can go wrong, not just for that moment in the trophy. So this is strategic visualization for hard things. Number two, create your badass list. It's a list of all the things that you've done that are pretty freaking amazing. So when I think about the 20-year-old April that flew a Cessna when she was terrified to fly, or that fresh-faced kid that got stuck in razor wire compound in the middle of a military coup, the woman that brought two freaking phenomenal human beings into this world, jumped into a moving car and steered it to safely when the driver had had a stroke, that lady, the woman who did all that, She's a badass. And the woman who could get through those moments, she can get through this one too. So create your badass list. What, what's on your list? What amazing things have you done? What were the big hurdles for you? Was it, was it beating cancer? Was it raising your younger siblings because your parents were there building a business when everybody told you it couldn't be done? Write those things down. Make a list of those things. It's not boastful. It's not pompous. It's power. Refer to your badass list when walking into hard things and it will make you unstoppable. Step number three, pick your mantras because you already have them. So how's about you pick them? They just may not be good ones, but don't say mantras like, oh, I'm not quick on my feet or I don't do well speaking in public or I'm, this is one of the most common ones, I'm an introvert, so I'm not good with people. Stop with the crappy mantras, people. Stop telling me how bad you are with people. You're you're talking to people right now. You're talking to humans right now and you're doing okay. So don't attach too strongly to those labels. Get you some new mantras. Get you some good ones. We've got a real problem with the psychology of our society in that we go to great lengths to describe our difficulties or our shortcomings and our problems. Great lengths. We've got all sorts of words and we've got emotions and we've got feelings and We don't spend nearly enough time counterbalancing them with our strengths, with our gifts, with our opportunities. So spend more time there. And here is the power of mantras. If you did no other preparation in in whatever this hard thing you have to do, right? If you did no other preparation other than just telling yourself you are good at public speaking, that you're quick on your feet, whatever that, whatever counterbalances the thing you've been telling yourself, it will remarkably improve your performance just by saying that. So good Lord, tell yourself something positive before you walk into hard things. Now for step number four, manage your state before walking into the hard thing. Do not walk in with your shoulders slumped, your head hung low. You are not a whipped puppy. Don't carry yourself like one. I know you may not feel like it. You may hate that you even have to do this hard thing, but you got to do it anyhow. We've got to do hard things. So throw your shoulders back. If possible, put a smile on your face. Jump around before you get on that tough phone call. 
You may not be able to change the hard thing, but you can change your response to the hard thing. You can control its influence over you and the power you give it in your day. Sail through it. Don't suffer through it. Grow through it. Don't get through it. I have this uh, this amazing client. She became a, a CASA volunteer. If you're not familiar with CASA, it stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate. And so you become a CASA volunteer, and we'll go ahead and put the link in the show notes, but you get assigned to a child in need and you become an advocate for this child's best interest in court. It's an amazing, amazing thing that she's doing. And no doubt she's going to inspire a lot of people along the way to become volunteers as well. But there's this piece of it that she was really struggling with it. She she needs to advocate in court. She'd never been in court before. She'd never talked to a judge before. And this was outside of her comfort zone. So at first she wanted to simply get through it, right? Like, oh, I just, I don't want to do this thing. And I just got to get through it. Just, oh, I just want to be on the other side of it, right? She was dreading it. However, this person, she's, she's a really great person. And she's someone who's going to make a significant impact on this world. We're going to need to use her very, very powerful voice to spread her impact. And this is a great opportunity for her to practice that. So I encouraged her to not get through it, to not suffer through it. This hard thing that she was facing, going to court and being an advocate for the child she was assigned, she was going to grow through this. She She's going to be practicing strategic visualization. She's going to be imagining what the judge might ask her. She's going to prepare for the judge asking her something she doesn't know the answer to. That's likely to happen. And that's the same whether we're talking to a judge on the behalf of a child or we're negotiating for income changes, whatever that is. Like there's going to be questions we don't know the answer to. That's okay. We just kind of have to study ourselves for that. So for her, she she picked a mantra and now it's not going to be, oh God, just let me get through this. She's got this, she's got her badass list written out. She's ready. She's got a very different way that she's going to show up in that courtroom. And no doubt she's going to gain a lot of experience from this. So let's get into the last one. Number five of the five steps, break it into manageable chunks. You know the old saying about how to eat an elephant, right? Are you yelling in your car or on the train or are you walking outside and you're going, yeah, yeah, one bite at a time. I get it. I get it. So one bite at a time. You know it. Lots of people know. Everyone's got the phrase memorized. But we still try to eat elephants one bite at a time. We still sit there with the big fat elephant on our plate, feeling overwhelmed, going, how the hell am I going to eat this elephant? But the truth is, guys, we do do it one bite at a time. We do it at one tiny little manageable chunk at a time. And here's the other thing. Nobody says you have to eat the elephant starting at the, the trunk. You don't have to start at the tip. You don't have to start at the trunk. You can start right at the middle. Most of these things, these hard things we've got to navigate do not need to be linear. You can jump in and just start. You, you got to use the power of momentum, right? Just start chipping away at it. It's hardest to go from zero to one. But once you're going from one to two and two to three, it's easier, right? You've got the power of momentum. If you're trying to push a merry-go-round, the hardest thing, I mean, this is like a physics thing, but it's true for us too. The hardest thing is just to get it going. But once the merry-go-round is going and you're spinning it and you don't get on it now because I found they make you sick in middle age. But when you're a kid, you love these things. It's easier to keep making it go faster and faster once it's already started. You just got to get it started because the castle isn't taken in one move. It's breaking it down into manageable chunks. That's how the castle gets taken. So let's recap on the five steps we discussed. We talked about practicing strategic visualization. We're actually going to have a whole talk about that on a future podcast. But 
Number one, practicing strategic visualization. Number two, write your badass list and read it before you do this hard thing. Number three, have a mantra. Have a good one. Pick your mantra. Don't let it pick you. Number four, manage your state before you walk into this hard things. And number five, break it into manageable chunks. And this might feel like work up front. This might feel like maybe a lot of time that you've got to invest in doing this. But when you are walking into hard things, you're spending a lot of time already. You're mulling over what you don't want to happen, what you're afraid of. Turn that on its head. Don't spend your time rehearsing all the ways you you're afraid it's going to go wrong. We've got to spend our time rehearsing how we're going to make it right. And even when it does get off track, because it will, like imagine yourself, imagine yourself as the planter's peanut guy, right? Right. Put the towel pad back on. Come on. We're getting back up. We're the coachmen. We're riding on top of the coach and our brain's in front of us. Sometimes the brain's going to get distracted and it's going to go to a place you don't want it to go. That's when you, that's why you have the bull whip, just like Indiana Jones did. You have this big whip on your side and you crack it. You don't actually hit the brain with it, but you just kind of snap it into place, right? Um, control where your mind goes. Do these five steps. These simple five steps, they really help you navigate hard things and turn them into growth opportunities. What I'm saying is don't white knuckle this life. Don't endure it. We can do better than that. This is not maybe my best motivational line ever, but here's some real talk. Some things, they're just going to suck, but they're going to suck way less with these five steps. Now go tackle those hard things, write your badass list and create an amazing, amazing day. Is it work? Yeah, it's work, but you're already working. Make it count. We have another big announcement to share with you. We've heard you, your questions, your deepest dreams and desires. What are we talking about? interviews. And oh man, do we have an amazing lineup, incredible self-made business owners willing to share where they started at, how it all began and and some pivot points, right? Some times in their business or their life where, where everything changed, the direction they were headed in. Well, sometimes they'd take a sharp turn or even sometimes a U-turn. They also shared their high performance habits and some even confessed that they had slacked on their solid routines and saw a dip in their business and how they had to change that. We stay honest, we get real, and we can't wait to share it with you. We're going to be announcing uh, the release date soon. It's coming up quick. Stay tuned for some remarkable and surprising interviews. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at the April Garcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.